0: Hello, this is Nick Roche, and I've got a podcast now. The good people at Sidious, <clears throat> I mean, uh, Kideous Mag, have decided to give me a show where I talk to the members of the Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club. If you've ever seen our black kids during races, you've probably wondered, who the hell are the Jacuzzi Boys? What the hell's a Jacuzzi? What's a boy? Well, hopefully on this podcast, I'll be able to clarify some of those questions. Others, you're going to have to probably talk to your parents and friends about. So what's this podcast going to entail? We're going to break out some bathing suits, get in a hot tub, and have some deep personal and professional conversations with the members of this team. Get to know some of Portland, Oregon's fastest and most thought-provoking characters. It's just a couple guys and gals who want to enjoy the ride, share the experience, and get after it, in both sport and in life. And we want you to come along with us on this journey. This is going to be a bi-weekly podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network, I mean uh, is Mad Podcast Network until Chris Chavez decides to pull the plug on the show, or honestly, I'll probably just take over is Mad because, eh, what the hell So grab your bathing suits, the water's getting warm, and hop on in because this is Full Tub with Nick Roche Guys, so this is uh, you're about to listen to the fourth episode of Full Tub Pod, brought to you by yours truly, Nick Roche. This episode stars Matt Critchlow, um, my roommate, best friend, collegiate teammate, current teammate on the Jacuzzi Boys, and Matt shares a little bit with you all about his upbringing, coming from um, a suburban area of Greater Seattle, which actually isn't Greater Seattle; it's 30 minutes north. But I mean, whatever. Everything Seattle and Washington, even Spokane. Uh, attending Gonzaga University, um, the ups, ups and downs of the collegiate career um, culminating in an uh, individual birth to NCAA cross-country out of the West region, one of the uh, most competitive regions, if not the, uh, to qualify for in cross-country. And then finally, some of his favorite routes uh, to run in Portland, and we did a little quiz, um, and his least favorite Jacuzzi Boy and most favorite Jacuzzi Boy member, I think. I don't know if we got to that or not. But uh, anyways, episode four, Star Matt Critchlow going now. Hello? Can everyone hear me? Chris, can you hear me? Everyone? Chavez? Kitties? Let's run? Let's rub? Um, hey, how you guys doing? This is Nick Roche coming back at you all with another episode of Full Tub Podcast. Um, we deleted a previous recording of this. This is take two, episode four. Full Tub Podcast, brought to you by Nick Roche on the Kiddyest Pag, kiddiest Pag, kiddiest Pag Mag, Mag Patagonia Podcast, Patagonia, Patagonia, Patagucci, starring Matthew Brooks Critchlow. Um, so I'll let Matt kind of give a little bit of an intro here on who he is. Uh, just quick stuff. I don't I don't need to hear the the whole life story. We don't actually care about that. Um, we just want to know who you are, how old you are, um, what you do um, and your primary race distance. Let's hear it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me in the hot seat. It was mm-hmm. good to uh, yep. walk Welcome
1: to the- down the hall and finally be in the hot seat. Yep. Um, so I grew up in just North of Seattle in a town called Edmonds. And, um, I started running when I was in seventh grade because a girl I was talking to all summer said, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to join cross country. I said, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to do that too. That's weird. Um, having no idea what cross country was and happened to find out that it was pretty hard pretty quickly.
0: And real, real quick, real quick. I, got, I, I told Chris that I would stop interrupting my guests, but I got to interrupt here. Love it. What, what if she said, you know, I'm, I'm going to play volleyball this fall. Were you already committed to like, this is it. This chick's, I'm doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to meet her. I'm going to take her out on a date. I'm going to take her out to what Applebee's and, and wherever you're from, Matt, you'll get to that. But like, were, were you committed or like, did you know she was going to do cross country? And then you were like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty old. I was 12. So I was in love. Um, right. So, but, but you, you were, so you knew she was doing cross country or you were just like, I'm doing anything to be around this cute chick. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you would have done volleyball. Probably. Women's yeah. volleyball. Okay. All right. Yeah. We got that out of the way. All right. <laughs> Please keep going,
1: man. Um, and so I, I was like, oh, this is pretty hard, but I'll, I'll try it. And ran decently well. Um, I think I was third at our league meet, um, which was a mile and a half. So <laughs> not really um, crazy long distances, but kind of had a knack for the sport uh, when I started and um, put it to the side. I played football next year and I was five foot four or something as a eighth grader so that didn't go very well and retired after my eighth grade year um and then kind of I didn't do cross country when I went into high school because it wasn't super popular at our school I don't know if you guys know this but cross country isn't really the most popular sport Mm -hmm. I know it's crazy to say especially in high school but um I started playing basketball a little bit and couldn't really dribble or anything just could shoot so I was a, a bench bench warmer. Gave it up after my sophomore year. Um fell into a state spot in the 800 meters my sophomore year and then um took it a lot more seriously once I gave up basketball and
0: ended up at Gonzaga with Nick in 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So you when you run the bench, you know, there's no no shame in that. I mean, you got he's old, but Igadala coming off the bench in the right. finals this year yeah adam Probably. Morrison has two rings so. yeah hey go zags um uh, so matt you want to tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from because um, you know we've, we've got this uh rival podcast called the runners of new york where everyone lives in williamsburg and they right. pay you know fifteen thousand dollars a month for rent and uh they're from wherever actually none of them are from new york Um, I just actually like to shit on Chris's other podcast. He's a great guy. He's a great producer. Thanks for the opportunity, Chris. That's the last compliment I'll probably (laughs) ever give you, ever. Um, But Matt, tell us a little bit about where you're from, um, your upbringing, um, a little bit about, you know, like, yeah, spitball, here.
1: Yeah, so I I grew up in between Everett, which is like the Bronx of the Mm. Seattle area, and um, Seattle, which is like Manhattan. So I guess Edmonds might be it's got elements of Williamsburg but I feel like that's more Bellevue yeah I'm um, getting pretty regional here but um I grew up in kind of a soccer family I have two um I have a younger brother and sister that are twins they're three years younger than me and um they were a lot more talented when it came to soccer I, that was never in my future so I had to figure out I, I knew I was an athlete in, in some form it just took me a while to figure out what exactly that was Um, and later in my high school career, um, I noticed that I was getting pretty good when I was taking it more seriously in the winter, um, the summers leading up to, um, cross country and track seasons. And that's when I kind of had college running on my radar. Um, I wanted to be a part of a team in college that had um, it was an up-and-coming team with a really good coach, and I did not want to be the best person on the team, and it was nice to be far from that uh, when we came in in the fall of t- uh, 2011.
0: No, that's awesome. That's I mean, it, it's, it's true. It makes sense. Um, you know, I have seen your brother and sister that are more athletic than you, so again, that's what I'm talking about when it makes sense. Uh, so you ended up attending Gonzaga University, home of the Bulldogs. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about your sum up your your five years there um as best you can you know some highlights um some low lights so (laughs) so people can actually relate to you because i mean you're not a bad runner so i don't think people many people are going to be able to relate to you matt so try to be relatable sure he ran 10 Um, minutes in his first two mile in high school that's pretty (laughs) relatable he was pretty shitty um yeah,
1: sorry if I'm sounding like a robot, everybody. All the 4 million, 5 million listeners that are going to listen to this? Yeah, it's 6.5. Okay, good. Um, well, that's going to go down after this.
0: It's, well, no, it's actually just six and a half people.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, my parents don't even listen to it. So when we
1: came in, I think, so I, yeah, I was there actually there for six years. I got my master's there, but I was helping out as a volunteer assistant coach that last year. And wasn't really training at that level that I was when I was on the team. Um, but when we came in, I mean, we were not exactly bottom of our conference, but we—I mean, I don't know—we were we got fifth or sixth in conference in the WCC. Thankfully, Scott Olberding wasn't mm-hmm. on the team, or it yeah, would Powell have been even house. worse yeah, Jesus. for us. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I came in not really knowing I was a 1620 guy in cross country, um, which didn't really line up with my track marks. So I didn't um, really know the sport of cross country, I feel like, until um, sophomore year or something, just putting in those miles. I ran about 40 miles a week in high school. And then just to double that within months was, was kind of crazy. And I'd, I wanted to be good right away. I mean, everybody does. Um, everybody thinks they can be good right away, but it took me until maybe, I don't know, what would you say, my junior year, senior year, to be
0: somewhat respectable at running? Yeah, it's we're still waiting for we're that still, moment, yeah. actually. Uh, it took until after I graduated for Matt to claim his seat on the throne as the leader of the team. No, uh, yeah, I'd say junior year. Sophomore year, there were glimpses. There you were good. sparks, yeah. Guys, it, Matt won't say because it it's too nice. Matt had about six of the nine groups of strep and bronchitis all the time and cause he was just making out with too many babes on the weekends uh he was getting injured you know there wasn't a lot going his way for the first like you'd have these great summers where where again i'm telling your story i don't even know why i have you as a guest on the show i could just I know this you should just be myself. doing it it sounds way better My he does this when better.
1: the mic is off he just it's uh, yeah it's, it's weird, weird. Owed to me though. yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, this is actually matt's apartment um, it is actually, um but yeah, I mean, Matt would have these crazy summers, and i would I would be coming back up to Spokane from Portland and be like, holy shit, dude, like you're really fit, and then he would have like a good first race, and then all of a sudden, like an Achilles would flare up, or he would get like some fucking freak. Strain of bronchitis, which I don't even know if there's multiple strains of bronchitis, <laughs> but he would get it somehow, and then all of a sudden it would be like, "Nope, next three months of training out, done." And it was like, "Holy shit, dude!" You you were running like we had this thing. Uh, Matt, tell us about the the hour on the track sophomore year. You came back. You spent that summer in Spokane after freshman year. You lived at Tate's house, and then you had like a fucking insane hour on the track. I think he lapped everyone. Oh, and guys, we're not going to edit that out. That That's actually Cass. My fiancé just came home and Zeus, our guard dog, uh, tried to attack her. It's it's Matt's guard dog. But anyways, Matt, tell us about that hour on the track, that, that first summer staying in Spokane. Why did you do that? Because that's something interesting that I don't think you'll get into much. Is like You spent a lot of summers in Spokane during college.
1: Yeah, I kind of did a half and half, um, and I did stay with probably – one of the best runners on the team at the time, Tate Kelly, who was built like a middle linebacker. Um, he actually, that season, he was, what, 12th or something at WCC. So yeah, 11th or 12th. Really, really good season for him. Um, but I just, I kind of shadowed people that were better than me and um, put in a lot of mileage, mileage and wasn't maybe the smartest at times. I Actually, that season, I had plantar fasciitis and that kept me out for for quite a while um but I had these spurts where I had moments where I thought oh I could be really good at this sport and then um either from my own doing of maybe not being careful training in the off season or just being super sick like Nick mentioned earlier I had seven cases of strep throat our junior year Um, so there's
0: nine strains people
1: (laughs) he had seven of nine I got my tonsils snipped out this summer going into it's not the only thing that got snipped (laughs) 24 no comment 2014 um, and I also had pneumonia during that time so I took a month off of exercising Um, this is kind of a cautionary tale because I tried to run an hour the first day back and messed up my IT bands, so that I had to eat cross country and indoor that season so please don't do that be smart go on a hike for
0: like a week if that happens to you but i feel like we could just sit <laughs> matt in front of like co- collegiate hopefuls or like all american hopefuls and matt could just tell his tale of like summer training into like the first two months of cross country every year and it would just basically be like don't do this <laughs> this and, is what not to yeah, like do the opposite of this, and you're going to fucking crush it. Dude. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, actually, uh, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. He actually sat down with Morgan McDonald uh, this past summer and was just like, Morgan, you know, I know you've been struggling in the NCAA. This is what I did before my sophomore year of college, and look how it ended up. Like, you need to not do this. And do Morgan, opposite, was, Morgan was actually – he was talking to me. He was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go get nine strains of strep, and it's going to work out great. And – I would say you could credit Morgan's cross country title to Matt.
1: Yeah. I'm going to take most of the credit for Mm -hmm. that. I think I'll take credit where credit's due. Um, Don't be so humble. (laughs) but, But yeah, I, I didn't really figure out how to be, I think a lot of people can realize that one of the most important parts of the sport is being consistent. And I going into our, my fifth year. So Nick was gone at that point. I was, you know, going, all right, I'm the BMOC now, now that Nick's gone, uh, we're the most popular team on campus, Um, and I ran every single day that summer, and I got sick a couple times in cross, but um, ended up having the best season, I guess the best three or four months of training and racing that I've had in my life, and I think that has to do with consistency, and obviously, just believing in yourself, too, but that comes with You know, if you run every day and you're really fit and you're running racing well, you're just going to be more confident too, so...
0: That's... You ended up making NCAAs.
1: Yeah, snuck in. Seven teams um, got in from the West, and I was the fourth
0: individual at 18. I don't... But I... Yeah. You... you, Matt, dude. You got... you, You made it to NCAA cross out of the West. Arguably the second hardest region besides the mountain region so i don't know pretty good you're pretty good so shut up anyways back back to this um i think that's something that's really interesting matt is you know you you went through these ups and downs um as an 18 to what 22 when you graduated um right yeah 22 turned 23 after you graduated um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Is that you went through these ups and downs at an age that you were also balancing, uh, you know, academics. You were balancing living away from, you know, your family for the first time, and that's something that I think sets has set you up for post collegiate running. I mean, again, you guys, I'm not gonna act like Matt's been out of school for fucking decades. Matt graduated in 2017 um, with his master's, and so you know, what is this year two? He's been out for two years but I think that learning how to listen to your body and learning how this consistency what you're talking about is is sometimes being able to take an easy day easy and listening to your body is gonna set yourself up for a race two months down the road and that's something that you may have lost sight on in college but like that's something that each episode try to you know have the guest kind of shed some um, you know, like a little wisdom on, on the listeners. And I think that's something that you can, that I take from you is like, you've been up through so many ups and downs that like, now you know how to listen to your body. Like if your Achilles hurts, you're pretty quick to be like, no, I'm not going to run today. Or if a workout's not going great, like sometimes you'll, you'll pull it because you'd rather not push through just for the sake of like, what are you pushing through if you can't run that race? And that's something that I want the listeners to take from your episode is that consistency in training in and, and running, you know, six days instead of seven days that week if that means that the next week you can run seven days is smarter. So having a long what is it, far sighted instead of near sighted? Yeah.
1: Yeah, big picture. I think it's what you're saying. And I think too, a big thing for me was just when Strava came out, I was running a lot by myself. Well not when it came out, when I discovered it and I got a Garmin. Um, I was running a lot by myself, just student teaching and So I get back to campus a little later and I went, oh, I want everybody to see that I'm running six blank pace every day. And I think that's obviously that's not the smartest way um, to train. So I think um, post-collegiately to you start running races like the half marathon and marathon and Mm -hmm. um, I'm starting to figure out those distances and um, lining up to hopefully be healthy for Houston and in, in twenty twenty, the half marathon there. So
0: I mean um, you well dude, that's seven months away. Seven months away. I, I my last I, race I know we're looking at, you know, like long sighted, but seven months away.
1: Come on. Big picture.
0: Yeah. Think sorry. Sheesh, I just yeah. Anyways. Um that's where you talk instead of I talk. Oh okay, got it. Yeah. Love, you are the I've, guest here to talk has, as, as much as I'd made it seem like you're not the guest here.
1: I hate to talk. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of holding each other accountable too. Like I, I live with Nick, so it's, it's really easy for him to be like, Hey, you're being dumb," and I'll listen to him. Like I have known the guy and lived with him for, I think this is our sixth year mm-hmm. living together. So, um, he knows me pretty, pretty damn well. And he knows when I'm being stupid. So, um, Having, having a plan every single day is also important, and just keeping that consistency and, and running with people, like when it's hard and you don't want to run, if it, it's light up for two hours out of the day in Portland in the winter. So, uh, meeting up with people just makes it that much easier, and I think a lot of our a lot of your listeners mm-hmm. know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean completely. And looking at into you know. We talked about college, and then I think I did transition a little too fast there. But So you graduate college as a, let me confirm this, a, you ran 351 in the 1500, 1416 in the 5K, 2945 in the 10K on the track, and you qualified for NCAA Cross in the 10K, obviously. You moved to Portland, why? That's question A. And B, upon moving to Portland, was it like this like the jbacks like the thing that i'm gonna do or like was there anything else and then if J- regardless of that you're in the jback because you're on the fucking podcast why so portland why jback or any other options and then inevitably why jback
1: yeah that's a really good question and you're four podcasts in really i do that i actually <laughs> do this
0: for a living it's crazy um
1: no but i think something that i really appreciated in school and a lot of a lot of uh, people that join cross-country and track teams, um, just being a part of that team and, and having all those friendships, like you can attest to this, we have so many of our close friends from college that live in Portland now. Um, so elements of that are still around, which is great. I think it's really important to, for everybody to have um, a really nice foundation of friends that they can lean on. So having that in college and, and now here is something that's really important to me. Um, and It was a big reason why I came down to Portland in the first place, um, and running's still a big part of my life. So being able to go for runs and treating it like it's um, June 2014 is is still
0: pretty cool. That makes sense. So you did that. You answered why you moved to Portland. What were there any other clubs that you thought you know we've got Balmain in town, we've got Portland Roses, we've got uh, we've got Red 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 Gizzards. Lizards, oh, something like that. This is yeah. an R-rated podcast. Can't extend it <laughs> further. Um, um, was the JBAC the only one? I mean, again, like this isn't a fluff and duff. Like go JBAC. I mean, it is. That's we have a podcast because we're a fucking sick club. But like, was there any other thought to do anything, or was there a thought to like maybe not run and then the JBAC like the 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 aura. And the attraction of the Jayback was like, all right, Matt, enough with this bullshit. You're in. Alberting like took you into a back alley and kind of roughed you up a little bit, and then it was like that was it. Or
1: uh, so I actually ran for Club Northwest when I was finishing up my mm. um, my master's degree in Spokane. So I uh, donned the blue and orange jersey Jeez. for Jesus. a couple races, ran at clubs in in 2017, and then. Moved here, and I mean Overding. You you watch him unleash the ponytail and yeah. Kurt Cobain his hair, and it's just like I don't I can't run for anybody else. Like this guy is just is a beautiful man. So yeah, it's um, like
0: the Macaulay Culkin circa twenty fifteen look going right now.
1: Yeah, I think Kurt Cobain's maybe a better compliment, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sure Macaulay Culkin or maybe a combination of them.
0: Uh yeah, Eleanor's is this Courtney Love. Yeah, no, it's great. Um so you ended up joining the J back. Uh what what are the redeeming factors or the redeeming factors? The redeeming qualities of the Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club.
1: I think it doesn't really feel like a job. I think there's a good like run. Well we life. don't pay you, Matt. You can. Right. Well, sh don't tell anybody. I'm <laughs> yeah, collecting bags pay, over here. We don't
0: pay him, wink, wink.
1: Um but it's not I think that we have like a run life balance, which is really cool. Um I don't feel like I'm going to get cut off the team if I have a bad race or people are going to shun me if I, you know, miss a day of running and I think that's that's what you think. That's yeah. <laughs> maybe behind my back. But um it's just a bunch of guys and women of course that like to train and, and live that lifestyle still and maybe not have the same type of training that they had in college, but still wanting to run at a high level, or run even even better than they did in college. Maybe mm-hmm. move up distances like the half marathon and marathon. Um, we've had a couple really good half and marathon performances lately, so um, that's been cool to see. When I'm looking at new distances to try out, um, but yeah, I mean it's just it's a really chill group. We have a lot of people here in Portland, so any day of the week you can just message someone text someone say hey it's 5:30 or 9:30 if you want to run with Gilbert yeah. um
0: or 11:30 yeah
1: let's yeah let's go for a run Gilbert's like oh i just woke up that's perfect um so i don't know there's it's a community here it's not a team it's like more of a community
0: <laughs> this is nick I just want to send in a small note and say sorry about the awkward cut there in the recording. We had some technical difficulties with the recording. Dropping a few times during our time with uh, with Matt and Chris has been unable to salvage the audio. I don't really get what we pay him for or what he's adding here because if he can't salvage audio that I fucked up, then I don't know what he's good for. <laughs> just kidding. It's my bad, Chris. Thanks for everything you're doing. Um, so we're just going to have to move on a little bit. We'll ask Matt a few questions about his favorite long run spots in Portland. So enjoy the rest of the recording. Thanks. Um, and then favorite long run route would you also say wildwood
1: it's like painful yeah, so and
0: you like cry everyone <laughs>
1: cries afterwards i cry all the way there on the way back and all 16 to 18 miles that we do there um no there's i mean probably the maple loop in Mm, yeah, no no that's, that makes sense. That's a, it's kinda hilly, but um it's it's awesome. It's an awesome it's what sixteen
0: miles that goes by really fast. So Yeah, yeah, depending on yeah, if you do the big one. Um yeah, and then I kinda Matt, you know, again, we keep doing I keep using the word transitioning, but I want Maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah, I'm transitioning. Um this isn't actually the first episode that I've said that on also. Um what, what, where do you see yourself uh, in a year, like, with running?
1: Oh, before you said with running, I was like, my parents ask me that all the time. Um, I think just being, the, the theme has been consistency, and just getting back to when I was consistent and um, healthy and, and running well, I think that's the, the biggest thing, is, is um, staying consistent, even when It's dark out and I don't really want to run. Just going out there and and getting it done is kind of my goal for the upcoming year. Our host is uh, taking a bathroom break currently. We might edit this part out. This podcast is, is sponsored by Carhartt.
0: I, will, I won't edit that out. The <laughs> podcast is sponsored by Carhartt. Um, honestly, guys, I didn't hear anything of what Matt just said because I he got was bored peeing. He fell asleep. Um, had too much seltzer. Uh, Matt, an interesting thing. So you're talking about more consistency in running um, and bringing that into life. What... If you could go back and tell, you know, college Matt or, or actually no, post-collegiate Matt moves to Portland, you know, ends up moving in with, with Cass and I, what, what would be like the thing that you wish that you had known or someone had told you um, you wish that you knew then? Because that's something that I think a lot of people just moving would, to Portland, yeah. Well, and, and we're just like you know moving to a new city. Even though you've been to Portland many times, and you're moving in with with Cass and I, like there there's still a certain degree of uncertainty there. Or and that could be fine. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. But what do you wish you had known then that you might be able to share with someone um, that was is listening to this and is moving to a new a new city and and
1: yeah. I think just managing your time is something that I took for granted because I came here without a job and so I could just wake up and run at 11 and it was cool. I was like, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything so I'll run here. I love Portland. So um, really knowing, okay, maybe it's better to wake up early and run because I have a job and I'm going to work. I'm going to be gone for eight hours and then come back. You're a little tired. Um, Really, I think... Thinking about knowing yourself and really understanding, um, the, like the toll that work's going to take on you is really important for post-collegiate runners. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but
0: no, no, I mean, it is true. A lot of people, um, think that they can balance too many aspects of their life. And that's, I mean, it goes back to something that Tyson had told us in college was, you know, you can do two things. Great. You start to do a third thing it complicates it, um, and so you felt like maybe you, you hadn't done that right when you moved here? Like, yeah, like I think the it, there was definitely like
1: a, a phase where it took me a while to go, okay, maybe it's better to run early this morning. Or I felt like half the time I wanted to wake up in the morning, I just snooze the alarm <laughs> and it would never happen. Um, so I think really understanding, fitting in work as well. Um, and with that, I think is, is really important in terms of, what you want to get out of your post-collegiate running career. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And where do you – what what are your goals in running in the the next – we'll say until the trials in February for the marathon? Put it in perspective of people listening are usually marathoners.
1: I'm going to put it out there. Run a marathon.
0: Run a marathon. Run a
1: marathon is the big one. Um, Race more, really. I haven't raced since Houston in in January, so – um, and that comes with consistency. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna be like Zach last podcast, saying jazz is a bunch, but i um, jazz. Consistency is my buzzword, but it's it's important. And I think just um, focusing on training because I'm pretty excited about running right now. So
0: uh-huh. um, using that
1: excitement and and doing something with it.
0: Yeah. And what? Well, I mean, with that excitement, you you got to sign up for a race. What What do you do? You have any prospects out there that you know it. August is a weird time in Portland, but July, I know you're in and out of Portland. Yeah, I'm bummed.
1: I'm going to a buddy's wedding, so I'm going to miss a couple opportunities, like maybe the only opportunities in Portland to race, but Mm -hmm. um, focusing on finding something in September I think is my goal. I went to Bellingham and ran a half, um, so that would be kind of a good test effort for Houston,
0: Mm -hmm. the
1: Houston half, but maybe running some odd distances and just maybe some
0: road 10k Yeah, just something.
1: racing where I, I maybe go out there and run an 8k or something. Um, just cuz the racing itself is a lot different than
0: working out and
1: that's uh-huh. why we run hard, right? So
0: yeah, to race to win, to win medals, to win the Olympics, right. to get sponsored by whoever. Um, no, that makes sense. And Matt, is there any final things you want to share with your listeners um, or any questions that you want to ask me or um, any any last remarks regarding um, you, yourself, Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club, um, Portland, Oregon, living with me, living with Zeus, Cass, um, Scott Oberding, Kurt Cobain, uh, high school basketball, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Macaulay Culkin. I, think um. I summed up all the main topics.
1: Yeah, you, I feel like you don't get to do this that much, but let's do the quick spark notes of how Minnesota went because you went there with Scott Overding. You just got back mm. on sat, late Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so maybe quickly just go over how that trip went. It was pretty awesome. You guys both PR'd. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, this is Full Tub Podcast brought to you by Nick, Nick. Oh, wait. He's taking the mic over. This is brought to you by Matt Critchlow starring uh, guest number four and a half
1: we're switching it up on you guys uh,
0: Nick Roche um yeah so to, to again that's great um I don't normally get because I haven't been racing much um really either but to my listeners um I have faithful followers to the people in the Nick Roche cult that follow me on um every f- piece of social media I'm looking at you Scott Olberding um mm-hmm. I ran grandma's half, uh, rolled into Minnesota, Minneapolis. Actually, I flew into Minneapolis. Scott Walbring and his parents picked me up. They were coming up from Rochester, which I believe is 90 minutes southeast. We ran, scurried up to Duluth. Um, you know, grandma's is an interesting one because the weather is so variable. There's so many, and you're running in Duluth, Minnesota, basically on a highway or basically a highway um alongside lake superior <clears throat> in the end of june so you know if that if that was in september you'd be like oh you know like that's kind of sick like maybe weather will be more calm but like june you can get it can be super humid it can be super hot um it can be super windy you can get a headwind you can get a tailwind you can get a crossbody wind like all these things and what you kind of said was true for my outlook going into it. Um, a little different than Scott's will touch on what I thought Scott's was, but um, it, mine was just getting in racing. Um, I hadn't raced in a while. I'd, I'd been battling some, some uh, illness the last you know month. Um, so getting in racing and just having some fun. Um, got after it the last five miles or so, last 10K. Ended up running 6706. Um, for the half to finally uh, take the crown as the fastest half marathoner in the apartment away from Zeus. Um, actually, Matt. Matt. Matt ran, what did you run, 67 38? 34. 34 at Houston. Yeah, Jim right. Sisson out leading me the line. Yeah, that's true. That actually <laughs> did happen. Um, and then Scott ran right around 68 flat, like almost exactly a minute behind me. Um, and he had an 80 second PR, massive thing. And, and like I said, it was different than mine. I was out there to race, compete, test where I was at. Scott was to um, put get himself out of his comfort zone run paces that he thought were unrealistic that honestly I thought were unrealistic that I think a lot of other people thought was unrealistic but um, he just you know I actually saw him running down the finishing chute with his middle fingers up to the haters um, let's run yeah to let's rubcom uh, and and just silence the haters so I mean overall you know two two big prs it was really my first half so I'm not going to call it PR but uh two great races for the J Um and yeah, we got the steam. Right. The the trains rolling, we're leaving the station. Matt Critchlow's jumped on board. Um we gotta get Matt Welch on board. We gotta get his fucking episode finished. <laughs> uh yeah. Any 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 other final closing remarks, Matt? Yeah, so the-
1: what so you had forty mile an hour tailwinds the whole time, right? Yes. So yeah. you gotta add you gotta think add 12, 15 minutes on your final time according to Let's Run. So um, PG-13-wise, do you have anything to say to the haters or our (laughs) NC-17 or whatever from Let's Run? Uh,
0: I actually don't really go on Let's Run, so I didn't see that, but that's funny. Uh, I don't really think there was a tailwind outside of maybe the last four miles, and then we actually, the last mile you turn into the wind, so you actually get a headwind. So would I take a tailwind for 5K of a race instead of none? Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Um, But I think that's the that's the the attraction of Grandma's is is it really is the CIM of the summer um, calendar national. Uh, You have an opportunity to run fast if the variables line up, and they rarely do. I think the last time they did was in 2015. Yeah, 2015 when Puskedra was there. In 2016, Olberding ran the full and it was 90 degrees and 90% humidity and it was horrible. He blacked out, doesn't remember the last 10K. Um, and then it's been off and on, like headwinds, rain the last couple of years. So, it's, again, it's one of those things where things went the right way. Um, it's not a net downhill course. I mean, maybe it is. I think you lose like 50 feet. So, I don't really think that that's a substantial I know that's not a substantial amount. So you can't really look at the, um, what, like the elevation loss. Um, I just think a lot of people, Let's Run and a lot of other people are going to have to kind of come to um, an understanding or just come to the truth with the fact that with the increase in or the decrease in the qualifying standard for the Olympics of moving to two eleven thirty basically negating the purpose of the Olympic trials marathon standards. The people are just gonna be going for it. I mean you saw the the men's elite Americans went out in sixty six twenty. I mean that's fucking insane. You have guys that have never even run a marathon that were doing that. Um so let's run, I don't really give a shit what you say. Um keep my name out your mouth. Is that's that that's right. Is that it? Distract uh, track coming soon I'm a fun guy uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh, but yeah anyways guys, that wraps up um, episode four of full tub podcast uh, with Nick Roche starring Matt Critchlow thanks for having us on um do we today have any
1: oh sorry um,
0: no 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 I was just saying thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast Matt thanks for having um me. and really just kind of uh you know being a being a fun guy being a roommate that's right um but everyone else uh please you know you can listen to matt's episode on itunes spotify and soundcloud the link will be in my instagram um it'll be in a full tubs instagram bio um so i'll look forward to talking to you all soon